in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. How confident are you that Tom Brady's retired? Uh, I'm like 60%. Oh, that's pretty low, actually, for a guy who announced his retirement. Um, <laughs> from sending the paperwork? From, I, no. Uh, from Ian Rappaport. The Buccaneers are leaving the door open for Tom Brady in case the legendary quarterback changes his mind on retirement. And sources say they would do whatever is necessary for him to return. A possibility Brady himself isn't completely ruling out. I think Brady, he didn't he say it in an interview where they asked him about his, he's like, well, never say never. And I'm like, well, you did say never. He did, yes. You did say never. But even after that, he's like, well, let's not say never. You know, <laughs> I, I just think that once you've been playing football longer than you have, I don't want to say longer than you've been alive, but I'm saying it's like, if you've been playing more football, than half of your life. yeah, more, dude, it's probably been 80% yes. of his life has yeah. been all football, playing football, not, he's, not coaching. What is he? 44? Yeah, I think so. And yeah, I think had 44. a 22-year 20, NFL 22 career. years. So if you include his time at Michigan, more than half his and life. And high school and football. Pop Warner. It's, yeah, like, yeah, it's like football's been in his life his whole, I mean, for as long as he could remember. Right. And, I mean, yanking that away, I mean, that's got to have that's got to have some kind of psychological impact on you, can't it? Here's why Tom Brady will play in the NFL again. Kids suck. He is going to be at home. He's going to be with his kids more. And he's going to be like, I don't want to be with these kids all day. I'm going back to football. Right. Okay. This is coming from a guy who has capacity for love. Like, yeah, and especially <laughs> for children. <laughs> right. Let's Didn't make me? sure. Okay. But Let's make sure. We're talking about a guy who cried when he asked who his hero was. And he's like, my dad. You don't think that he doesn't want to spend time with his kids? He's never, That's had, all to the- do- he's never had to do it? Wait, you, you know what? Okay, never had to do it. There's a whole off season. He's around the what kids. What do you think he's doing in the off season? I mean, you know, exercise and drinking water. Does he drink water? Or is that bad for him? No, I mean, no, no, no. He he famously drinks eight gallons of right. water a that's day. Right. Yeah, yeah. Saying that man must just like how you how are you spending time with your kids if you're drinking eight gallons of water in a day? Well, I mean, you know, you put the kids in the pool and then you get a straw. Oh, man, his <laughs> kids are gonna be so mad, right? Maybe his kids are going to hate having him home. Not enough hugs. Because he's their kids, kids are probably used to like, yeah, they get McDonald's every now and then because Tom's at practice. But You now think he's... Giselle and Tom Brady are buying no, those no, no, kids, no, no, no. those perfect? When Tom Brady's at practice, Giselle is sneaking some McDonald's to the kids. Being no, like, no. Yeah, there is no happening. way. Yeah. I can get, This is a supermodel, the biggest supermodel in the world still, probably. I yeah, mean, it's her like. Her kids don't need to be supermodels. She has are, one name. Yeah, what she does has that one to do name. With her parenting skills. That means that, that means has she's, nothing to do with. That her means she's ability. vain, and she's not going to give her kids hey, fast hey, food. Hey, hey. Doesn't mean she's vain. It just means that she's like, really. What is this food? You what name is... one other person that has one single name that isn't vain or at least cocky. Go. If you were if you were going by one name with no last name, chances are high your ego is gigantic. You're a douche, or. You're I mean, a douche cubed. There's uh, no, uh, there's no good possibility here if you if you just have one name. I'm trying to. Th- who is the basketball player who played for like twenty? Nay, nay. Yeah, nay. That's a good one. Oh yeah, that wow. Came out of nowhere. Really had to deep, dig deep. That was a that one. So nay, nay didn't have a first or last name. Just I, mean, I didn't I have his yeah. last name was Hilario, but but he, no one. He had he nay, nay, nay on the back yeah, of his he shirt. He was just nay, nay. 
Okay. Like he, I mean, he physically had a last name, but everybody I mean, so, physically so does. Yeah, she yeah. Okay, so Nene wasn't on his birth certificate, and that's all he had on the back of his jersey? I mean, I think it was This just, is like uh, 12 yeah. years ago, but I feel pretty confident yeah. answering that question. Okay. Yes. And I don't think anyone was like, Nene's an egomaniac. <laughs> now keep in mind, hey, he might have been when he was in college. If he's good enough to make it into the pros, he might have been in college. Like, I don't know, man. Nene is pretty selfish. He always wants the ball, and he thinks he can take everything. It's a team game, Nene. Next question. We have an update to Kyler Murray Instagram drama. Oh, I am... I love I this drama. Monitor. So for anybody that missed it, last week, Kyler Murray deleted almost everything off his Instagram page. He deleted everything of him in an Arizona Cardinals jersey. Also, pretty much everything else. The last two pictures, the only two pictures that remained, one of him at the Pro Bowl this year, and an old post from Mike Evans with Mike Evans saying, want to play with a Texas legend or something weird like that. That was it. Everything else was gone. Uh, Chris Mortensen. Yesterday, this was his report. The odd vibe between the Cardinals and Kyler Murray is indeed alarming. Kyler Murray is described as self-centered, immature, and finger-pointing, per sources, per sources. Murray is frustrated with the franchise and was embarrassed by the playoff loss to the Rams and thinks he's being framed as the scapegoat. Chris Mortensen also said the plan for now is for Kyler Murray to remain an Arizona Cardinal. Okay. But what the hell is going on? Well, I was listening to, I you know, ever since this what? came out, you know, you hear these rumblings about Kyler Murray, which is weird because every time he's had a camera in front of his face, he's never really shown that. So this must be behind closed doors all the time. I've never seen Kyler Murray show that he's kind of a douche. Have you shown that? He's Have you seen that? like he's got one name apparently now. Right, exactly. Just Kyler. <laughs> Drop that Murray, bro. Kyler sounds like a... Kyler sounds like a whatever the male equivalent of Katy Perry is. Yeah. Are you going to the Kyler concert uh -huh. tonight? Where's the shark? Uh, yeah, but I, I, I find that insane because look what they've done. They've went out and got him a good team. They gave him the, the yeah. Yes. They went out and got him the best wide receiver in football. If okay, if, I, I always say the there's like, there's like five you guys. Said that about I, Mike Evans. I think there's week. five guys that you can interchange and they will do just as good of a job. If we bring you Ty on once Tyler. a week for the rest of the year, you'll give us 52 different best receivers in football. Tyler, we constantly there are new listeners every 12 minutes. Yeah. If every 12 minutes he just gave us a new thing, that's a whole new show to that person. By the way, how many times do you hear Collinsworth go? That's the greatest catch I've ever seen. That's the greatest pass I've ever seen. Uh, the guy's got accuracy He's I've never seen better. before. He's gotten better about that. I he, do that a lot too. Right. Like you don't see that often now. Is is his new his new crutch? He used to be say this is a guy the best that you see. Now it's uh you don't see that often. Okay. Here's okay. my well I heard it a few times last night. Here's my question on the Kyler drama. Kyler Murray is frustrated with the franchise. What I, what is he frustrated with? Like, did he really get scapegoated as for their loss That's to the Rams? You like, got scapegoated because you went up against one of the best defensive fronts in football, like, if not the best defensive front. You have two, like, defensive MVPs that were on one yeah. defensive. It's not like Vaughn Miller's crazy long in the tooth. He's still insanely effective. And, like, listen. Kyler Murray didn't play well in that game. No, he I'm played sure, like garbage. Like, there was a lot of blame given to Kyler Murray, but nobody's out here being like, well, you got to get rid of Kyler Murray because of that game, right? Like, am I missing something? That's what I'm getting at. It's like, I just think that when you're Kyler Murray, and this is one thing I think younger quarterbacks do, and this is one thing Tom Brady has always done. He's always managed to block out the distractions. I think young players like Kyler Murray, 
who have grown up with social media, you see all these fat morons <laughs> commenting on Twitter like they could do the job that you can do, and then he's buying into it. Like, why you do you care? What it is? I really do believe that there's so much pressure that these athletes put on themselves because of social media. Baker Mayfield said he was taking a break from social media because he, oh, he probably reads his hate and that's probably all Kyler Murray sees well, as hate. Well, I mean, in Baker's defense, you did send most of it to him. You you could have not tagged him. I never him. tagged him. I just put hashtag bake. Great question. Oh, this is great. The Colts may trade Carson Wentz. To uh, who? Another Chris Mortensen report. Uh, there's a belief the Colts uh, will probably trade Carson Wentz or release him. Before March 19th, he has a $15 million base salary that becomes guaranteed on March 19th. The Colts gave up uh, a first round pick and a third round pick to get Carson Wentz last offseason. They got one season of Carson Wentz, did not make the playoffs, and apparently now they don't want him anymore. Jared asked a good question. Who would be trading for Carson Wentz right now? And I, I guess, and the other part of that is, are the Colts going to have to, like, attach a pick to Carson Wentz to trade him? Like, are they going to have to give us, like, are they going to have to say, here's Carson Wentz and a second, and you give us back a six? Like, yeah. are they going to have to lose assets? To I'll get be totally of- honest with you. Last season was so weird with Carson Wentz because it wasn't anywhere near as bad as it was with his last season in Philly. And then he goes to Indianapolis and he played. There were a couple games where I'm like, wow, he's kind of looking similar to his MVP form. And then it's like, and then, I don't know, the last few games of the season, you just completely fell apart. You can't lose to Jacksonville right. when when your season is on the line. So two things. Number one, if they beat the Jags in that final week of the season, they go to the playoffs. And even if they lose their first playoff game, we're probably this probably isn't a conversation. They're, Carson wins. They're probably saying, great job. We made the playoffs. Come back next year. But the other part is if you're the Colts, what did they think Carson Wentz was going to be? That's what I'm getting like, at. He was so much better this year than his last year in Philadelphia. Like, it's not like Carson Wentz. I mean, yes, he had some Carson Wentz moments and there were some bad games, but it's not like Carson Wentz was just horrible for 17 games. Like, what did they think they were getting? Did they think they were getting like Tom Brady? Because that's just like kind we, of the implication with them saying, ah, we aren't happy with that. Just like we were talking about with Derek Carr not really being able to fill all the leaks that are available on the offense that's Carson Wentz yeah and the fact that they traded a first round pick and they already want to move on from him after only one season tells me that those problems of his attitude the same problems that Kyler Murray's displaying in Arizona were the same problems that we were talking about in Philly when Carson Wentz was there for uh, two years ago that might still be the problem the guy just might be a d-bag so what you're saying is he should just go by Carson. He now? should just Carson, Kyler and Carson. That's it. Okay. I'm I'm glad we've gotten this. That if you go by one name, if you you're going to be a if you're going to be a player in the NFL and you're going to go by one name, the the only position is wide receiver. That's it. That's the only way you could be. You Ocho have to be Cinco? that big of a diva. I mean, that's diva. technically two two, two words. words. Two words. But yes. If he's one name. And also, he also went by Chad Ochocinco, so it is two names. It well, wasn't I thought like... he changed it back. Like, he's like, well, now I'm Chad Ochocinco. <laughs> right. Uh, so confusing. Kyler and Carson sound like the first two names on a youth lacrosse sign-up sheet. Oh, yeah, right? And you know those guys. Not a lot of sense of humor between lacrosse players. There can't be. So rich. Uh, Just tanking everybody oh, we'll today. See. <laughs> Here's another fun guy. Kyrie Irving. 
Ooh, oh, Tyler, yeah. Carson, and Kyrie. Ky- hey, dude, Kyrie is so one-name guy. <laughs> he is one name. Here's a quote from Kyrie Irving when asked about not being able to play in Nets home games. There's no guilt that I feel. What? I'm the only player that has to deal with this in New York City because I play there. If I was anywhere else in another city, then it probably wouldn't be the same circumstances. First, fact-checked on Kyrie Irving there. New York, California, and Toronto are places that have NBA teams that he would be in the exact same scenario where he would have to be vaccinated to play in home games. So he is incorrect when he says that he is the only player that has to deal with this. Also, there's also a very good example of a guy named Andrew Wiggins. Plays for the Warriors. He was in the same situation. He got vaccinated and afterwards said, I probably wouldn't have done it, but it was either this not to play in the NBA, basically, is what he said. Andrew Wiggins, by the way, is in the All-Star game. Um, So Kyrie Irving is not, in fact, the only one that had to deal with this. He is, in fact, the only one in one of those markets that decided, I'm not getting vaccinated. I'm just going to miss half the season instead. Is there a worse star player to have on your team than Kyrie Irving? I, 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 I don't this, think there is. I like, really unless, don't. Maybe like if you consider Russell Westbrook a star just because he's not good. But like Kyrie Irving is clearly good at basketball. But I don't think I would ever want him on my team. All of my faith was lost in Kyrie when he went to Boston. When that fell apart and that blew up in his face and blew up in the team's face, you just kind of saw exactly what he is. Uh, I just think his ego... I think the fact that, and here's the thing, he's a, he's a, he's one of these guys that's extremely well-spoken, and I think he believes he's Kobe. I think he believes he's Kobe, and you are not Kobe, Kyrie. You are not. K-Long told me a couple days ago, I, you got to get rid of this echo. <laughs> can't talk. I'm drunk. Whatever. <laughs> wait, wait, that was a clip. <laughs> That is uh, Max Scherzer. That is Max Scherzer. After winning the NLDS, not the NLCS or the World Series, the first round of the playoffs. Um, Just wanted to get to this. LeBron James has now scored the most points in NBA history. If you combine regular season and postseason, he passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on Saturday against the Warriors. However, the Lakers still lost to the Warriors. 117-115. Klay Thompson had 33 points. I love seeing that. 16 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Lakers suck. Yes. This team is um, every time. I won't say that I've watched all of the Lakers games. I haven't, but they're probably one of the NBA teams I've seen the most this year. They seem to find incredible ways to lose every time I watch them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like LeBron James shot very poorly in that game. They had a game where they hit like 60% of their threes, but lost because they had 20 something turnovers in there. Like they feel like they're a good basketball team that just continues to lose in hilarious ways. I feel like their general manager kind of just bought NBA 2K and he's like, okay, who are the highest ranked players that we can get in free agency and trade? And let's just get, let's get everybody that's 85 and above and just hope they gel. And that's kind of what it feels like. That's kind of how LeBron, because he's the scout. He's the one that's bringing out, he's the one that's bringing in all these guys, you know? And it's like, and again, we've seen this happen before in Miami. We saw it happen in Cleveland. It's like, he goes there. They're hot for about two or three, two or three years. And then the team falls apart. I was trying to find an excuse. We really need to go to break, but I was trying to find an excuse to play that Charles Barkley sound. That's so delightful. Coming up next, Aaron Rodgers. He's going to stay with the Packers. 
Stafford waiting for the shotgun snap from the eight-yard line. Catches a high snap. Drops back to throw. His pass over the middle. Nice. Swatted down oh. by Logan Wilson. Oh. There's a penalty flag down oh. as he reached around Cooper Cup and swatted the pass down. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Coming up later in the show, take us to go see Volbeat. Also, we'll get more into the Super Bowl. But right now, it's Aaron Rodgers time. Because it appears as though the Packers put out a little bit of a news blast Sunday morning because both Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter had new reports on the Packers. Adam Schefter said Packers are prepared to go all in for Aaron Rodgers in 2022, spending as close to the cap this year and spreading it into future years as much as possible. Meanwhile, Ian Rappaport reported that the Packers want to give Aaron Rodgers an extension, likely in the neighborhood of two years and $45 million per season. Rodgers is under contract for one more year in Green Bay, so that extension would give him three more years in Green Bay. What do you make of this? Is this just the Packers saying, hey, we really want Aaron Rodgers? I think this is the Packers just letting the fan base know, look, we're going to try our hardest to keep your guy. I think that's basically what it is. I mean, why would they play games? Why would they put this out there? What benefit would it have? That is from those reports, sort of, I think one of the biggest takeaways is this definitely is a pretty obvious coming from the Packers and they want this message out there. And I also want to know what are they going to do with Jordan Love? I mean, I thought the plan was. Yeah, screw him. Yeah. I mean, you have to now when he right. got the chance to look like a star, he looked not like a star. He looked very mediocre. And he had a couple of years on the bench to to improve himself. You know, you see the guys that sit on the bench, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, all these guys that started off their careers on the bench. He had the chance to learn under one of the best, and it obviously didn't take. Wow. Hey, you saw him for like I, a game and a half. I'm not saying throw him to the wolves just yet, but that one game and a half was no. not what you would want. So if you were a Packer fan, here's what I think, though. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Green Bay Packer next year. Aaron Rodgers is going to play at least one more season with the Packers because if you are the Packers right now, you have the power. Like the, one of the things I do not understand about this conversation, everybody acts like Aaron Rodgers is a free agent. Everybody acts like, Oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to decide where he's going to go. Yeah. Like he's already in Denver, right? He's, He's not a free agent. He can decide if he retires or not. That he can decide, right? He might decide to retire. But he doesn't get to pick where he plays next, right? The Packers have to trade him. Now, he can say, uh, I demand a trade and I really want to go here and whatever. And he can certainly influence it. But the Packers have the control of the situation here. And if I'm the Green Bay Packers, right, and all reports, by the way, the other part of these reports is that his relationship with the Green Bay front office and coaching staff is as good as it's been, right? If I'm the Packers, I know that I've got some salary cap issues. We talked to Brad Spielberger earlier. He gave us a little path. they got to cut about four or five players, helpful players, right? The roster is going to get worse. Zedaria Smith is more than year. a helpful right. player. He's very good. The roster is going to get worse next yes. year, no doubt about it. But if I'm the Packers and I have Aaron Rodgers and I have Devontae Adams, and I have some semblance of the roster from last year. I know that I have the best team in the NFC North. I am the favorite to win my division. And they've won 13 games three years in a row. You're probably not the best team in the NFC, right? You're probably not a 13-win team again. But your 10 wins at a, is probably this, you know, the floor. 12-win team, 11-win team, something like that. 
you're a Super Bowl contender if you bring back Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams next year. And I can't, in my mind, I can't figure out why the Packers would throw that away. I can't figure out why they would decide we're going to trade Aaron Rodgers and start a rebuild when you have at least one more year that you could win the Super Bowl. Like, they could win the Super Bowl next year if they bring back Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I definitely think you try to talk to Aaron Rodgers and go, look, stay on this contract this season, and we promise you have to show something. You have to show Aaron Rodgers some kind of good faith that after next season they will get something done. But this has always been the problem with Aaron Rodgers. It's like he they give him this huge contract, and then they don't have the money to put towards defense. That's always been the Packers' problem. All the money goes towards defense Aaron Rodgers. this year. I know, but my, but that's what I'm getting at. It's like with Aaron Rodgers, it's like the salary cap, you paid all these players to make him happy. And then obviously the team gets a little bit more money. They get guys like that are impact players that they eventually they have for two or three years. And then they have to trade them off once again. And they have to start from scratch every time. That's what happened. That's what's been going on with the Packers since they've won their first Super Bowl. But they still been good pretty much every single year like it's it's not like what he got hurt and they didn't make the playoffs or something like two years and there was an onside kick against Seattle in the playoffs it's like there was there was there has been insane things that have bad in the playoffs but they've still been a good team like they've still been because of Aaron Rodgers right and so I just can't imagine a franchise throwing that away for a year like you you even if you just have the one-year shot you got one chance at making it work I can't imagine a franchise just throwing that away and saying, yep, we're going to rebuild because I don't know why. Like, the only thing that makes sense to me is if Aaron Rodgers retires. But I look at the Rams, but that's what I'm saying. You look at the Rams and you go, okay, they're a complete team. Stafford might not be elite, but he's at least top. We've already said the lowest ranking we've given him is eight. So he's at least a top eight quarterback. You, no, no. You, lowest ranking you gave. I'd give him was an eight. But. You are way too high on him, by the way. Way I, too high. I think I'm not saying he's elite, but I'm just saying there's not. He's not. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Pat Mahomes. He's not Josh Allen. I think those are the three guys that you look at, and Tom Brady. I think those are the four guys that you look at and go, okay, these and are Lamar Jackson. It, no, no, I, I, not, I, I'm, I I'm not putting Lamar Jackson in that category. Uh, the Packers beat the Rams this year, right? The Packers can win the Super Bowl. I know they can they win the Super Aaron Bowl. I know they can win the Super Bowl, but we've seen this happen with Aaron Rodgers before. We've seen what happens. It's like he gets to the playoffs. The game, he doesn't have this amazing game that would cover all the holes that are left on the sure. Packers, and we're back at the same spot that we were. Sure, but he, but they can win the Super Bowl with him. And if I'm the Packers, I'm not throwing that away for Absolutely not. Nothing? No, you keep Aaron Rodgers under any and all circumstances. Right. I wouldn't trade him. No. Like, I just wouldn't. Is it at all possible that they put out all this information like a $45 million a year contract and, oh, we want to extend him so that they can go, look, we tried as hard as we could. Like, where, look at all this. Where was he? Yeah. Is this, that what I just said? started the segment. Yeah. Where were you? Okay. Sorry. Right on, man. Hot take. It's like the first two minutes of the segment. First off, you hot taked my take. <laughs> I think that's the first time we've done that on this Eight show. Eight minutes later, right he on. Got take hot, hot take, Jared. Uh, by the way, I will say that Aaron Rodgers, the only quarterback that can have one name and still be 100% effective. If he were just Aaron, he could still pull it off. It, it, it makes sense for him to be Aaron. It doesn't make sense for Kyler Murray to be Kyler. What? No. Uh, the one name thing that we're talking so about. Aaron's. I know. Okay, fine. A.A. Ron. A.A. Yeah. Ron. Okay, fine. If he changed his name to A.A. Ron, <laughs> it would make sense because he is that good to have one name with no last name. All right. Coming up next, Ryan Wallace joins the show. This isn't the Alex Ovechkin Power Hour. 
This is the VGK Update with Ryan Wallace. Follow him on Twitter at RyanHockeyGuy. I'm out. Give us a Super Bowl hot take, Ryan. Ooh, um, Super Bowl hot take. Uh, I, I don't, I don't have one, uh, Tyler. That I can't, I can't give you one. I thought it was, you know, fun. Time show was good. Um, That's hot. Well, listen, right. I'll tell you this: that Deuce was over here. Hated the half. That was a very show. cold take, Ryan. Yeah, I know, I know. I don't have one. I don't have one. The game was boring. I don't know. Got, got nothing else for you. <laughs> Gooch hated the halftime show. I hated He's it. He's the only person I've heard oh, say that so I'm far. just saying, though, but to be fair, I hate every halftime show. Ever since Prince, I've hated every halftime show. Which is a worse like, take. That's, that's perfectly fair. Like I, I think last night was probably the best since Prince. I, I would still probably put Prince above um, anything else that I've seen in the la- uh, since him. But uh, I think the, the, the one for me last night, there, there's a lot of nostalgia there. Um, so it, it's close. It's not as good as Prince, but it's close. But that's all That's all it is, though. It's not only was that halftime show nostalgia. Every other commercial was nostalgia, too. Like, how many oh, times, boy. how many movies and stuff did you see that were, you know, references to the 90s? They brought back Jim Carrey as the cable guy. Did you see that dumb Verizon commercial? Yes, that it's was great. Like, no, it was not great. <laughs> was that a movie reference? Yes. I saw that commercial. Yeah. Yes. there was. Yeah, you know what? Actually, it. I think you would really identify with Jim Carrey's character from the cable guy, Tyler. No, Tyler, yeah. Tyler doesn't want any friends, so no. He doesn't like people. Jim Carrey's character and Cable Guy wanted friends so bad it drove him crazy. Tyler just wants isolation. Put him in a padded room. Wait, is this a serious Jim Carrey movie, not a funny Jim Carrey movie? It's a dark comedy, and I loved it. Very underrated comedy. Very underrated. Cable Guy. I mean, it got used in a Super Bowl commercial, so it can't be that underrated. That's what I'm... Right, exactly. Well, it it came back around. Oh, I see. I see. Who? uh, You know what? Why were there two guys from the show Scrubs in a Super Bowl commercial? That's another thing. That's what I'm getting at. It's like it's, it's, there's always something going on where they fire back to something that happened 15, 20 years ago. It's stop. Because during the pandemic, they launched a podcast together, and it turns out they're, like, actually best friends in real life. So oh. it's like they've been doing YouTube videos together and stuff. So. Can't we cut his mic just right now, yep. please? Just yeah. cut. Thank you. Beat. There you go. <laughs> All right. Ryan, I kind of blame you because you didn't have a hot take, so these two spiraled out of control. I got a hockey question right. for you, Ryan. Yeah, let's go. When will Jack Eichel oh, play a game? Uh, okay, I, I, I don't have any inside information. I don't pretend to have any inside information, but my guess is he'll play on Wednesday. Wednesday! That's yeah. exciting. How, yeah. much, how much is riding on this experimental surgery, though? Like, this is going to be pretty... F- telling in the future like what athletes are going to be able to do i mean this was a surgery that the team didn't that his previous team didn't want him to get and then he's like no i know my body i'm going to go this route it's still pretty much up in the air what happens if he gets injured after this injury yeah i mean i I think that there's risk obviously but you know when you're talking about kind of uh, the artificial disc replacement versus a fusion like with with a fusion you're going to have to have surgery again in 10 years like that's just kind of a given with the nature of fusion surgeries, you're never going to be back to normal. You're never going to be the same. So what Jack Eichel's betting on is a future that doesn't involve more surgeries every 10 years down, down the line when he's done playing hockey and hopefully a, a surgery that is experimental in the hockey field, uh, but not so much experimental on other athletes. There've been a number of uh, UFC fighters, MMA fighters that have had this surgery and have returned to somewhat normal. Um, 
I mean, with Jack, it's, it's a risk for sure, but I, I'm going to trust the guy whose livelihood relies on his machine working correctly to come up with the best course of action and best course plan to get him back to what he believes is going to be full strength, what he believes is going to be healthy. He looks fantastic. He's been, you know, kind of every bit the skilled player, powerful player that we've seen from him in the past through practice. Whether or not that translates into a game, whether or not he's able to take contact the same, uh, it remains to be seen. But, you know, I'm going to trust a guy whose livelihood depends on being healthy and, and being, you know, who he is as, as a hockey player to make that decision for his body. Now, Ryan, I'm just going to come right out and say, uh, you, we all know this. You guys know this about me, but uh, to the to the listening public who probably think uh, they already know this as well. I'm a hockey novice, okay? Mm-hmm. So yep. it's like I know what I, I know what I, I know what uh, icing is, but I couldn't explain the rule. I just know what it looks like. You get what I'm saying? Sure. What it is yes. when you watch when you watch Jack Eichel at practice? What is it about him that stands out so much? When you say you know the speed and all this stuff, what is it about him that makes him so special? I mean, it, I, I'm I just can't wait to see him on the ice. Yeah, so like he's he's immediately going to be the Golden Knights' best player, and you know maybe that's putting a little bit too much pressure on him coming off of the surgery and not playing hockey for eleven months. But he's that good of a hockey player. He's that talented. Now with Jack, there's dimensions and layers to his game. So some players they are elite at one or two things. With Jack, it, it goes kind of a, across an entire spectrum. He's got a quicker stride. He's he's a little bit more powerful than you expect him to be. So he can power the puck to the net. He can beat you to the outside. He can dangle you to the inside. He's got all the tools and all the skills to really play any type of game that's needed in the offensive zone to get the puck to the front of the net and score. His his shot is fantastic. He does have a one-timer. His wrist shot is, is a pretty sick release. Like This is a guy that can score in a number of different ways. He can go one-on-four and beat four guys and then beat the goalie and score a highlight reel goal or he can just power the puck to the front of the net and beat you that way too. Like the skill set that he has is, is really one where any type of game you want to play, if you want to bang in the corners and make it really difficult, he's comfortable in that setting. If it's high skill and, and a lot of speed to the neutral zone, he can play that game too. And how, during those practices, like how much does he get chipped? How much does he get hit? Is he getting any kind of contact in practice? So the interesting thing about kind of the contact with Jack is most of it's coming outside of practice because you don't really simulate too much of of checking and hitting that much in practice. You don't want to wear your guys out or anything like that. So um, Jack's been working with uh, another injured player in Alex Martinez who's working his way back into the lineup. Um, So they're kind of doing battle drills in the corner, just feeling some contact here and there. It started off light. It's getting progressively harder and harder. And I think that, you know, you're, you're always going to be, you're never going to be able to simulate the type of checking that you're going to see in a game. But when you have Alec Martinez, one of the uh, premier veteran defensemen in this league, kind of giving you contact in the corner, it's a pretty good simulation for what you're going to see in the game. Does Mark Stone play another regular season game this year? <sighs> Man, I hate you. Um, <laughs> I, I like, I'm inclined to say that he does. Like I just, I don't, Mark Stone being, you know, LTIR for the rest of the season. Like, it's tough because we haven't really had a moment um, since their their game against Calgary to, to get any type of update. That's going to come today. Um, I I have to believe that he plays another game because I have to believe the Golden Knights need to know what they have 
with Jack Eichel and Mark Stone in the lineup at the same time. Like, I, I don't know how you feel confident in what you have going into the playoffs if, if Mark Stone doesn't play another game until round one of the playoffs. Like, I, I don't think that's the recipe for success there. All right, give, uh, let's go on a hypothetical route here. Let's say Mark Stone doesn't play a regular season game the rest of the year. He goes on long-term IR. The Golden Knights make no trades. Their roster's intact, and Stone comes back and plays in the playoffs. We just saw that last year with Tampa Bay and Nikita Kucherov as well. Does the NHL actually make any sort of rule change to prevent teams from doing this? Uh, it depends on if the Golden Knights won the Stanley Cup, um, <laughs> I, I guess. Like, okay. I, I mean, listen, I, I think that, you know, there's there's a rule there, and, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Like, there, there are teams that are going to take advantage of it. Tampa Bay complained about the rule until they went $18 million over the cap and won a Stanley Cup out of it. Um, and the Golden Knights are, are trying to find a way to, to make the best possible lineup available to them for the playoffs because they want to win a Stanley Cup. If they win and there's questions, then maybe the NHL does something. I, I, I don't see it being – I don't I, like, I don't think the NHL cares all that much. Like, I think there are teams that, that are, are complaining about it, but you know, those teams eventually are going to be in a position where they have uh, a player go out of the lineup, they're going to make a trade to bring in another guy, and then they're going to massage the rules to their advantage too. So, um, you know, just kind of lean into it, I guess. I, I, I don't – I don't see there being like sweeping changes or anything like that. And to, to just kind of piggyback off of what you said, Mark Stone goes on LTIR. They don't have to make another trade. Well, that's not entirely true. If Alec Martinez comes back, then you've got to figure out a way to free up enough space to have Martinez in the lineup. All right. So they trade maybe one trade instead of 17, like they might have to make here in a couple of days. Ryan Wallace with us, VGK Insider Show. Um, this team. How confident are you going to be going into the postseason that you have seen enough from them healthy to say they're a true Stanley Cup contender? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that depends on what your definition of healthy is, Tyler. If Mark Stone's on LTIR for the rest of the year and Jack Eichel comes into the lineup, uh, I don't consider that a full health team. Um, I mean, do I think that they're one of the better teams in the Western Conference? Yeah. Do I think they're one of the best teams in the Pacific Division? Yeah, though I'm pretty high on Calgary. I think they're a really, really good hockey team. Um, I mean, I I think the easiest path for the Golden Knights is not to finish first in the Pacific Division. Oh, that's a good take. Uh, yes, I love this. Yeah. Finish second, no, get, it, get the three seed yeah, in the Pacific. Yeah, I, two or three, I don't really care, but I, I want to play. Like I want to be guaranteed to play a Pacific Division team because at the rate it's going, it's either going to be L.A., Anaheim, or uh, Edmonton. And I think for the Golden Knights, that's that's a much better tune-up, especially if you go the rest of the year without Mark Stone in the lineup. Like I think you can tune up in that series and get yourself ready to go. Um, I think the path is going to go through Calgary or a Central Division team just to get to Colorado, and we know what a juggernaut the Avalanche have been this year. But they have also been prone to disappointments in the playoffs and all that. So I think the path is hard for the Vegas Golden Knights, but – uh, I think that that's something they need. They they need a hard path to get to, you know, a, a conference final or even a Stanley Cup final because in the past it's been too easy in the playoffs and and you know that's a problem for me too. So how confident am I that they can go all the way? Um, I mean, not not much more confident than any other year. I think they're a good hockey club, but you have to get some breaks to go your way in the playoffs in order to get to a, to a cup final. Well, he is Ryan Wallace, VGK Insider Show, and pre-post and intermission show for Golden Knights games here or over on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan, thank you. All right, thanks, guys.
So there's Ryan Wallace. The hot take there at the end is that it's better for the Golden Knights to finish second in the Pacific than first because the second place team in the Pacific will play the third place team in the Pacific, LA, Anaheim, Edmonton. They all suck. The first place team in the Pacific will likely play the fourth best team from the Central, who there are four really good teams in the Central. All the top four teams in the Central all currently have a better record than the Golden Knights. So if you finish first in the Pacific, you're going to have a harder first round matchup than the second place team in the Pacific. Is there anything more difficult to figure out than hockey? Like who can uh, I, the playoffs are a little confusing. It's yeah, so hard because yeah, usually, confusing. like in the NBA or NFL, like the eight eight seed plays. You know, when the NFL would be the second seed. NBA first seed, eight seed, yeah. and the eight seed never wins. Never wins. Hockey happens all the time. Yeah. Happens all yeah. the time, which makes it a dumb sport, but also a fun <laughs> sport. Hot, like hockey's fun because it's dumb. First off, all of my fun is dumb. Well, you don't ascend to smart in anything. So, me don't like that. I was just going to point out that the guy who's on the VGK Insider Show. Repeated three times while talking about uh, <laughs> Jack Eichel. He has no inside information. Well, he's making sure that we don't tweet out breaking news, according to Ryan. Yeah, well, Wallace, I mean, we have done that which, before. We try to do that to them, get them to say something. And yeah, I am so excited to see Eichel, though. Like, I am so Me excited. Too. That should be good. I want to see this. I want to see what it's like to have an elite player on a squad where a squad. Yeah, where it's like, you know, we've always had, like, really good players, but we never had, like, an elite player. Maybe Marc-Andre Fleury at, at, at goalie, but, you know, like somebody, who's, somebody who should just fly up fly up and down the ice who's clearly the best player on the ice. And like, it would be can, awesome to have And then that. we can blame him and say he's not good enough Ooh, when I they don't like win cup. Get the pressure, kiddo. That's right. Coming up next, Ed Ogeron has the best recruiting story you've ever heard. Alone in the shotgun with five wide. There's the snap. They rush four. There's a line drive throw near side. Leaping two-handed, falling down, catch in the end zone. Caught for the Ram touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr. Near side of the end zone. Leaping high, bringing it down. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and of underscore Tyler. All right, we're going to do some uh, incredible press box transition here in this segment uh, where there's a fairly serious story, but also a funny story. First off, Adrian Peterson got arrested yesterday. Um, domestic violence incident. He was arrested at the L.A. airport for a verbal and physical altercation on a flight. Okay, which story is this? Is this the fairly serious one? Yes. Okay. Uh, this was... <laughs> I'm glad you had to Hey, he's got to keep track. <laughs> I got to... This was with his wife. Uh, she... Uh, uh, Adrian Peterson grabbed her wedding ring and scratched her finger, a source close to the Peterson said. The plane then returned to the gate, and Adrian Peterson was arrested. Ashley Peterson, his wife, is not planning to press charges. Uh, they had a representative give a statement that says, this is a private misunderstanding between husband and wife, and we anticipate it will be resolved shortly. So Adrian Peterson obviously has a history here uh, with his son. What That's like six years ago, seven years ago now, um, and beating his son with a switch. Um, and putting leaves in his mouth, right? Right. A lot, lot of details there. Yeah. yeah. This one's, I wonder how good that kid's doing in school. By this the way. one sounds uh, like there's some like there's some potential there that it's just a misunderstanding between husband and wife. But given Adrian Peterson's history and you know, your eyes kind of get a little alerted there, be like, oh, well, it might be bad, might be worse than that. 
that's the that's the no fun story. Uh, the actual fun story is from Ed Ogeron. Always fun. He was on with Dan Patrick, and Dan Patrick asked him for like uh, recruiting story or his biggest heartbreak when he was recruiting, like the kid that he didn't get that he wanted. And his answer was Adrian Peterson. At the time, Ed Ogeron was an assistant with USC. He had not, he was not a head coach yet. He had, he was an assistant with USC and he was recruiting Adrian Peterson. And Ed Ogeron says that he loved Peterson. They wanted to have him all this. He's recruiting Adrian Peterson. And he sort of asked him like, Hey, what's it going to take for you to come to USC? And Adrian Peterson's response was, well, my dad, his dad was in prison. He's like, well, my dad in prison can watch all my games on TV. If I stay at Oklahoma, right. That all their game, his dad can, can get whatever channel and could watch. His and the cats and the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> and little boy. Put him in the bed. And oh, he I was thought like, we were just going to do the whole yeah, song. Yeah. <laughs> And he was like, you know, if I if I go to USC or really anywhere else, he he be able to watch some, but would not be able to watch all of his games. And Ed Ogeron told Dan Patrick that he tried to get Adrian Peterson's dad transferred to a prison in LA so he would be able to watch USC football and watch Adrian Peterson play if he had gone to USC. Okay, number one, that is alarming. <laughs> Because that just goes to show you just how much power a well, college football coach. No, no, keep my, it, didn't, it didn't work because he was talking about USC. It might have worked if it would have been getting a guy from USC to Oklahoma. You get what I'm saying? Like football means way more in the South than it does to liberal California and all their high taxes. It is. Okay. I do think you're right, though, on the idea of it shows how much power college football coaches have that Ed Ogeron thought it was possible that Ed Ogeron thought, you know, I, what if I just get this guy moved? That right. I just walk in here and be like, we was this back when Schwarzenegger moved. was running California? Hey, get me the Terminator. <laughs> me. Oh my God. I need to have those two in a room. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like literally the subtitles come on and it's just question marks. <laughs> Give me a bag of cookies and the Terminator on the phone. Stat. <laughs> That was, was the that? cookie monster. Why, who's the cookie monster? That's Ed Osheron. Oh. He sounds like the cookie, cookie monster, monster. if he fell into a swamp. Yes. Okay. 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 That was more Grover, what I just did, instead of cookie monster. All right, moving on. But let's, just is... sweep that into, let's just sweep that into, you know, under the rug. Have you seen the Elmo drama with Rocco? Yes, it's stupid. Oh, it's dumb. God, why do you hate everything? Because it's just manufactured dumbness. It's stupid. It's like, oh, here's, here he is with a fight. You watch Elbow be petty. It's like, oh, my God, stop. I don't care. Also, isn't it from an episode from, like, 2003? Yeah. yeah that's what I'm getting so, at. It's like, well, this it's is what you got. Yeah, exactly. Jared. You try There's to cancel ongoing, Elmo now? There was ongoing beef with Elmo. and her. No, everybody loved Elmo. Right. They didn't like the girl who had the rock. Mm. I don't know who that was. You're going to cancel the girl now? Yes. And that's what it is. She had a pet rock, mm. and it got the oatmeal raisin cookie when Elmo wanted it. Elmo calls the shots on Sesame Street. No, okay? Rocco does. What you Elmo didn't, wants. You didn't watch those videos. Elmo didn't get the cookie because Rocco wanted the cookie. <sighs> kind of, kind of, oh, I almost swear. What kind of idiot's going to feed a rock a cookie? <laughs> you Not, you almost you could feed a, over Elmo and you Rocco. You could feed a puppet a cookie. <laughs> But a rock a cookie, let's get it right, Sesame Street. Not to transition us back to semi-serious topics, oh. I guarantee Nick Saban, had he called somebody from, like, the Alabama Department of Corrections and went, I need this prisoner transferred, they'd go, 
okay, coach. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't even be, okay, coach. Sir, yes, sir. Yeah. Matter of fact, no, Nick Saban is getting fathers out of prison to get recruitments to go to Alabama. He's like, don't worry, I got it. Just He's not only going to be able to watch him, he'll be in person in oh every my God. game. Saban Nick is- Saban has, has, a, has a prison cell built on the sideline. So that so that Adrian Peterson's dad can watch him play. Dude, Saban is Teflon Don. There's no doubt. You know he's made a call to some of the higher ups to get players. Uh, also, going down a slippery slope fallacy here. Do you know how much cheating there had to be in that sport? In what college football? Like obviously we know that there's cheating, but you're telling me that Ed Ogeron considered getting a guy transferred from a prison to another prison. And that's what I'm getting at. It's and like, do you know how much money they were handing out to kids? Because that's more that's more familiar to most players. Yeah, just give me money. They were willing to try to get this guy transferred. They were absolutely handing out hundreds of thousands of dollars to he's these He probably ran it by his boss, and his boss went, eh, yeah, hey, go, yeah, go, go, go. Hey, can we give the warden a suite? I think we got this. This is actually one of the better things we will have done to land a recruit. <laughs> right, yeah. This right. Is like, we're not going to get in trouble for this. This is great. Yeah, Pete Carroll really laid the bar low. <laughs>